why would I just listen to what Schwarzenegger has to say because he won some tournament <laughs> once when I can listen to him and also 16.999999 you know like a million other people <laughs> Hey, it's the Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. I'm Alan. And I'm Jesse. Sweet. That's We got two guests this week. <laughs> um, That's a new record for us, I'll I think. try not to interrupt them incessantly. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for coming by for another hangout to our listeners. And special thanks, as always, to our backers on Patreon, who throw us as little as a dollar an episode to keep this stuff going. If you want to check that out, you go to patreon.zengineeringpodcast.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. But uh, <laughs> Alan, Jesse, why don't you guys uh, tell us a little bit about we, I, we made contact, I think initially because I sent you some feedback on your app, which I try to do generally. It's like, I've been there with app design and I know when, when you're trying to get feedback, you're like, why won't anyone tell us anything? Everyone has complaints, but no one does. <laughs> So I tried it specifically. I think there was a button or something where I was like, if you move this over a little, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, which, tell us a little bit about the the app, uh, FitPod. Definitely. And, and, and to your point, I think um, we got together, it was months ago. So, I mean, it, it was definitely a while ago. And um, you offered great feedback. And a lot of our users have actually given us amazing feedback. And that's how we really uh, built out our roadmap for what we needed to work on. Usually it goes in a sense of, I love the app. I've been looking for this. Um, I couldn't believe it didn't already exist. And then I wish it could also do uh, X or, or Y or Z. And so it's definitely uh, it's definitely great feedback from our users. Um, we definitely love it, and people have been helping us kind of build out this this product as as we've been going as we we've been working on it. So it's been great. Um, uh, I am uh, I'm Alan. I'm the developer, and um, I partnered with Jesse, who is the designer. For the past two years, it's been the two of us uh, working full-time on this project. Who we are, uh, we're FitBot. We are a fitness app, and what we do is we record your strength training workouts, and using that data, we calculate your next workout for you. In the process, we build out a recovery state for each of your muscle groups, and this fatigue value recovers over time until you're ready to engage that muscle group again. How do you guys know each other? We were roommates in college. Uh, we went to college together. We met uh, first year. We've been very good friends since then. Um, I moved out to New York and I worked in finance for a few years. And when I started this project, I had known Jesse was a great designer. So we got together on that. I showed him a prototype of my very first product, which was uh, ugly and horrible. And he turned <laughs> he turned around and, and he really made it really pretty and amazing. And, and, and it, was, it, was, it was really awesome. So we decided that we wanted to kind of continue on and see where we could take this. And um, things have been getting better and better. So we kept working on it. So it's, it's been pretty, awesome. a great ride. What was your experience before FitBod, Jesse? I basically, after college, moved back up here to San Francisco, actually, where Alan and I both grew up. And for the past 10 years, I've been working in Silicon Valley at various startups, uh, you know, as a user experience designer. And... Uh, I spent about five years at LinkedIn, um, joined in around 2010, and I feel like that's kind of where I really grew up uh, in my career, you know, worked with some amazing product thinkers, some amazing designers, and and that company was just uh, a pretty spectacular. And before moving full-time to FitBod, I was working at an education startup called Alt School, uh, ALT School, really cool stuff in the education space, and 
And uh, however, the appeal of, of creating a product from scratch, you know, breathing life into it and seeing, uh, seeing the impact it's had on, on thousands of people, it's been incredible and, and it's been an awesome kind of entrepre- entrepreneurial ride. In terms of FitBot, you know, I, I do all things design, marketing, brand, you know, I guess is my primary skill set. Um, but of course, Alan and I basically come together and, and do a lot of the product strategy and determine kind of how to, how to move forward, what features to build. Well, that's early startup life, right? 17, 17 hats. Do you guys live in your office? <laughs> we we uh, spend a lot of time here. And, 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 and we live about five minutes away, so it's really easy to get here. Nice. Perfect. I live in my office. It's literally down the hall from my, my bedroom. I uh, work remotely for my company. So uh, nice, nice. <laughs> really cool. Our, our office is, is, uh, is also our gym. Uh, so our office is in the back of a gym. And uh, we have um, windows that overlook the gym. And it's really cool because uh, we can do user research sessions on the members. Uh, we can test out our product. Uh, we basically work out at our office every day. So we almost live in our office. And so all Man, in all together, it's, it's been a, a great ride. Yeah, that sounds great. That is, that is, a, <laughs> that is a really spectacular setup. I, you guys mentioned this earlier when we first hopped on the, on the phone, and I was not expecting you to say that, that you were in the gym, but it seems like such a brilliant decision uh, for a startup. I would imagine that is beneficial in almost every way you can think of. And and we really kickstarted a lot of um, getting the members integrated with Fitbot as well. So they get Fitbot Elite for free. And so they love using it. We can watch them through the window as they use the product. And they come in and talk to us about um, the product anytime they want. That's excellent. Super, super helpful. So so uh, what is the, what's the pitch for the product? What is it? What's it do? And then kind of what are the layers of what's Fitbot Elite and stuff? Uh, yeah, so I was, of course, a CS uh, undergrad and a math. Uh, I was in grad school for math. I had a thought process for um, how to figure out all these numbers. What was the optimal, you know, sets and reps to do for any given exercise? Um, how would, how I would increase the, the weight of my uh, capability each time? And I really just felt like there was a way to use the phone's processing power to actually calculate some of this for me that I didn't have to either um, have pen and paper or, or make up on the spot, uh, which is what I used to do when I was at the gym. And so that's kind of what really spawned, um, you know, the muscle recovery state. And from that point, how we actually incorporate exercise science into this programming. This Zen piece in that of like just letting go and trusting it that you can enjoy if you're willing to chase down the path of understanding the engineering enough to know how it works and then go, cool, I like how that works. Now I'm just not going to think about it anymore. It's kind of what you do with a personal trainer anyway, right? Like you just go, well, they have the thing, yeah. the certification. Um, and and, and to, to that point, I, I totally agree. And I would say in terms of me exercising, I would actually be really engaged and interested in the science of what works and what doesn't work and what to do in my workouts to actually progress. So when you open the app, uh, you'll see right away the workout that you need to perform for the day. So there's there's no thinking there's no pen and paper. You don't have to download a PDF uh, to go to the gym. You open the app and you see a workout that's custom tailored to your individual preferences, your, your capabilities, and you know your gym environment. When you start a workout, uh, you log uh, the recommended sets, reps, and weight that we uh, that we recommend for you. We recommend the rest time in between sets. Um, and then once you log it, it goes into the 
formula calculation uh, for your muscle recovery state and also your next recommended workout. I just want to, I want to interject for a second and just say, Jesse, the app is really awesome in appearance, uh, the graphic design and the way it's laid out and the uh, attention to the muscles and how you navigate it and everything based on that visual experience. It's, it's excellent. It's really great. I mean, it's really even stuff just app, as simple so. as the assumption that I'm going to do the same amount that I did for the previous set is a thing that I've not encountered in another app. It's like, I got to type 50 again. I just did 50. If you know what you're talking about in a gym, you should know <laughs> that I'm at least going to try to start with the 50, maybe knock it down five or up five. Right. It's not like, <laughs> I'm not going to deviate so far from that number on the next set that I need a blank space to fill it in every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that That's amazing. And, and I think um, design and user experience is uh, is a very critical component to the product. And um, us being uh, an app in the app store, the bar is set really high um, in terms of UX and design. And so that's why um, it's been so critical having Jesse. You know, the vis- having a quality... Visual design, uh, you know, again, is table stakes. I mean, the, the challenge here is being able to manipulate and use FitBod in the context of the gym, which um, obviously you're doing a physical activity. It's a dynamic environment where other people are there. You have to do certain tasks like find gym equipment, load plates up um, around. You're sweaty, you're potentially lightheaded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are other, there are attractive people in tight clothing all around you. It's a really hard environment to try to nail down someone's attention so as to guide them through something. It is a really difficult environment. Yeah, I understand why sure. it's so it's intimidating on so many levels. And then to try to insert a thing where you're like, hey, also use this complicated tool, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, ideally FitBod kind of needs to get out of the way of your of your workout and um, just having a, a design which is kind of simple and clear and requires, uh, you know, very little manual input is going to help you do that. And ultimately the experience of FitBod, it should just, you know, you should get an experience where, the app is telling you exactly what to do based on your physical environment. So that's kind of the, the North Star we want to get to. You know, I'm excited about wearable technologies that potentially would alleviate the need for you to kind of stare at your phone screen. Um, there's potential audio uh, channels that we can get into. But uh, but yeah, ultimately, I, I want to design FitBot in a way that it does get out of your way. So uh, I don't want you to having to look at your phone all the time, tap in data. You guys do also have a watch that. app for that. That's great. Yeah. Um, I like the, I like the watch app a lot as well. I haven't used the timer much, but I also appreciate that not even from a, never mind the physiological sort of like workout aspects of the timer. The idea that if what someone's anxiety is about the gym, like if, if the anxiety is I've got an hour and a half, I'm on my lunch break. I want to hit the gym. I can only fit it in a certain amount of space. Like when they have that concern, what I tell them is, well, time things out, time your rest, time. If you get a sense of the cadence of whatever this is going to be, they don't have to feel this anxiety, like the complexity of the gym or the, you know, all those distractions at the gym are going to cause you to not actually use that hour and a half for, for fitness and instead be, you know, walking around trying to find a weight the whole time or trying to figure out what the next thing to do is or, and so you guys do have a piece, uh, a timer piece where you, once you mark that you've finished a set it starts a timer on when you should start the next set and how long that set should take and, and all that kind of stuff which there are all manner of 
physiological reasons for. But from a practicality standpoint, it's also just nice for the idea that like, if you stick to that, it's only going to be an hour and then you can, then you get out of there and you know, like it, 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 it reduces a bar to fitting fitness into your schedule that I think is why CrossFit works. Cause it's class-based. I think it's why yoga works. Cause it's class-based. Like a lot of these activities, I think part of the reason it's easy to get into soul cycle is the session's only eight to nine at nine, the next one starts. So, you know, you're out of there. Like there's no go back to the next thing you got to do. Yeah. And, and to be honest, when I first started with this, I didn't use the rest timer either. But then I started using it. And I think when you start using it, you realize uh, how much time is wasted. Uh, like either walking around or talking to people at the gym. <laughs> and you realize that um, with the way we wrote the, the rest time, um, you don't really need that kind of rest. And, and we actually figured out what the optimal rest time is for each level of exercise, what would be good. And so if you're doing like a, a really complex movement, that's a tier one exercise that is, you know, a max effort day where we're increasing the weight, we'll actually re increase the rest time for you between sets for that. So your body recovers to a point where it can actually perform the next set. But then if it's uh, later on and it's, it's you know, a, a lighter movement, a, a, a complementary uh, exercise and, and, you know, we're doing, you know, it depends on, you know, the, the reps that actually goes into it as well. But then there might not be a need for as much rest time in between sets. And so we actually calculate it specifically for that exercise that we recommend. I'm willing to bet that I'm the opposite side, which is if I were to turn it on, I'd be like, man, I don't rest enough in between these things. And it sounds like I'm like humble bragging or some shit, right? <laughs> but I just mean like my mentality, I think from coming from being an athlete is I'm usually, I usually feel like, okay, I'm ready to go again. When really, if I were to wait another 20 seconds, I probably would be better off in the long run. Um, and I think that's a possibility too, which I think kicks back on a thing that we sort of alluded to before, but it's worth diving into. It's just the idea of recovery. Like we, we talked about this, I think before we started recording, but with my background as an athlete, where the point is just to get to the next workout and kick ass at that workout so you can keep your scholarship and or, you know, continue to be better at the sport that is the thing you're focusing on. Like the unglamorous side of that, that no one sees is the part where you're supposed to try really hard not to work out in between your workouts so that, so that you're ready for the next workout. So like a lot of my life as a, you know, elite swimmer was actually spent on couches playing video games, like upside down with my legs in the air so that the blood would drain differently in order to, maximize my recovery for, you know, like leg, my legs in between what I knew was going to be two brutal workouts. Yeah. And yeah, it, you're, you're totally right. And, um, and I mean, you, you say video games, but I think it's like, you mentioned more about how you actually have to take care of your body. So it's ready for the next workout. And that isn't only, you know, sitting on the couch. There's a lot of things that go into uh, preparing your body for the next workout whether it's, um, you know, like you, you swam before your next workout or, um, or doing some sort of cardio or doing, you know, stretching and foam rolling or, or, or rehabbing. And, and like you said, you know, doing yoga or, um, you know, or a number of things that will actually get your body ready to, to actually do that next workout. Um, I think for the general, you know, non-collegiate athlete, um, allowing time for that body to recover uh, is, is actually the best thing that they can do. 
And that's kind of where we have that recovery state in the, in the app. And it's one of the things that people are the worst at. And so I, I think, which is, you know, you, cause you get excited, you know, you get on your, you start your fitness journey. If you're, if you're like, okay, well, this is the thing I want to work on in my life and you get excited about it and it feels good. And you have this rush of, of just literal like biochemistry that makes you feel like, oh yeah, I want to keep doing this. And it's really hard to have that that piece of the workout that you need to understand though, which is no, you can't do it again yet. You got to wait a couple days because if you hit it too hard, too fast, you're going to blow something out or you're going to hurt something. And then you've, and then you, you kind of ruined the whole thing. So like that recovery piece is probably when I was a trainer was the most, the most difficult part, which was like, here are the things you need to do. If you want to stay on the optimal path for this journey that you're trying to sort of embark on. But then part of it is almost like a Zen exercise in stepping back and taking a breath and going, no, I'm not going to chase the impulse to do that thing today because that's, that's not what my body wants, which is yeah. this weird conflict of like systemically, like, like we're, I guess from an evolutionary standpoint, right? Like you want, I got to wake up every day and run from wild animals. So you don't get eaten. Like we, we tend to I think the human psyche like like favors continuing to move. And sometimes if you want to, if, if longevity is what you're concerned about and fitness is what you're concerned about, you don't need to move. And so that's also a part of the app that I think is really important, which is that it, it gives you, it, it makes decisions based on your level of recovery. And you often see people who um, usually do this as a career or, or it's, it's what they do all the time to, to overtrain. And actually, either injure themselves or don't see the gains that they're looking for because their their muscles and their body isn't repaired enough to actually hit that next session. And so that's definitely the recovery state will tell you which muscle groups are ready to go and which ones you should stay off of um, relative to the other ones. And I mean, yeah, the the muscle recovery state is great in order to make a workout recommendation, but also in terms of a kind of a user experience perspective, in the app we actually kind of show a body heat map of of your recovery state and uh the power there is that it allows the user to kind of visualize the the workout that was completed you know in this kind of nice personalized way um and also allows uh the user to um kind of see themselves within the app so uh, you know the recovery is, is powerful in a, in a few different ways uh, i would say uh, alan you can hop on on that like yeah yeah, and, 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 and this recovery state not only prevents overtraining, but also um, helps balance your workouts. So you're not overtraining certain muscle groups and undertraining other muscle groups because you kind of have an idea of the relative recovery state of, 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 of your body parts. And so you're not going to go in four days in a row and hit chest because it'll let you know that you know, you, you hit your chest pretty hard. It might be time to actually balance that with, you know, some back movements or some, some leg exercises. And so definitely make sure that you have a full, well-rounded and balanced workout. I mean, the, the superpower behind FitBot is personalization. And this is something that I think a lot of other workout apps or products really don't have. And um, typically you'll kind of get a workout plan that is static, that is the same for everyone. That is hard to change. Um, and really, in order to achieve that type of deep personalization in terms of a workout plan, and, and that, you know, again, that's the exercises you can capably do, the sets, reps, and weight scheme, you would have to hire a, you know, uh, a personal trainer to do that for you. And, um, you know, using uh, some of the 
kind of technology that Alan has developed in terms of statistical analysis uh, and machine learning, we're now able to basically create exercise recommendations that are that are great and work really well and are and are basically personalized down to the set rep and weight. For me, it's it uh, one of the reasons I, I you know I wanted to reach out and get you guys on the podcast is it's really the first. It's the first app I've run into that really, for me, I was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And I'm looking for a very specific sort of subset that is based around a certain amount of input and feedback. You know, like I think of the body as a series of levers and pulleys. Like, that's not a normal thing. And my history as an athlete that I've talked about in other episodes of the podcast, like, I'm very aware of all of the different sort of trade-offs that is the that 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 essentially make up what a what a a trainer is thinking about in between and a part of that for me was after my career I worked as a trainer for a while and so I learned a lot of the things that trainers know like you were just you were talking about usually you get it takes a trainer to do this to provide this service for you right like yeah, what's the that, trainer that, doing that's that's so special that it's taken so long for somebody to you know like why does it take machine learning and advanced algorithms to finally have me have an experience with an app where I'm like oh shit this is it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man. <laughs> after and, so many years of of training and thinking about this stuff and knowing how stuff works and I think part of it is you were saying before we started recording that you like you think about a gym differently and I having studied like some biomechanics and physics and, and Brian coming from an engineering background, like mechanical engineering background. When I'm in a gym, I see the cams and the levers and the pulleys and the, and the, the essential, like sort of the programming. Like I see the engineering of what's going on there, which means sometimes you see really funny things, which is people bragging about doing like the whole stack, you know, on a tricep press, but then you're looking at it and going, that's a six wheel, block and tackle so you're actually only moving about 85 pounds even though the number yeah. says 300 right like yeah, so. yeah it's only a third of <laughs> um yeah and and that that's a great point and, and to be honest when we first started this um it was something that i almost expected to have existed um you know the the, the phones are super powerful and yet every fitness app out there doesn't actually process information. It's it's a simple recorder. So it, like Apple Notes can do the same thing. Or it's a PDF that's basically rolled up into an app. And nothing really processes this, this information, which is why I think, like you said, we're the first one to do this. And, and to your point about the personal trainers, Adam, was that we really focused on the personal trainers and the exercise science when building this app. And so all of the algorithms were designed with the personal trainer's input of, you know, what kind of fitness goals we're going to have, um, how we're going to actually put in the periodization for how you change the sets, the reps, and the weight, how we basically select the tier one, the tier two, uh, the rest of the exercises in the workout, and how we incorporate core every day. It's really what a personal trainer would provide his or her clients when they train with them. And we just basically rolled it up into an algorithm to provide, to provide it for the individual. Well, there's always a, a human component to that stuff. That's always sort of like the line between a trainer and a coach. Like there's a part of coaching that will just never be replaced, right? And that's the part where 
if you're seeing your athlete come walking in with their shoulders drooped, looking at the ground, like they're just beaten and sad, like it's really hard for an app to see that and go, you know what? You should take today off up until your, your product, every app that I had run into, I could tell because of my training as a, as a trainer and my experience as an athlete was going, Oh, that's nice. It, in regards to whatever I had just done. And then just saying, here's the next thing on the schedule and not modifying that schedule at all based on what you just did. And so that always frustrated me because it was just sort of like, well, I'm using this app and I guess it's good that I record things, but if I'm still every week going to have to look at the list and go, uh, it's telling me to do leg extension, but I know that I just did squats yesterday and I'm sore, so I'm not going to do it. But now I don't know what to replace it with. And I have to dip into knowledge that a normal person doesn't have that I do have to try to come up with what the next thing I'm going to do is. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I would say that a personal trainer provides three things. It provides motivation. It provides uh, workout programming or routines. And it makes sure that uh, you have correct form. Regarding the motivation, and like you're saying, I think we can add in pieces like gamification into the app. Or we can bring your friends into the app so you're competing with your friends to actually uh, be motivated to continue to go to the gym and to, to make more progress and make more goals. So that's a project that we're really excited about. In terms of the workout programming and routines, we provide that within the app. And that's kind of the, the main component of, of the app currently. We now have 17 million sets logged in our database where we can actually go back and analyze all of this data and have data proven uh, results of what works and what doesn't work. And so we think that um, this is a really interesting theme for us to do going forward. And then in terms of form, um, I think Adam, you mentioned this earlier, but technology is going to get to a point where um, the different levers or the different tracking will be able to analyze the individual's movement to understand if they're doing it properly. And I think that would be really exciting to, to, to see going forward when we're able to actually let the user know, you know, when they're doing a squat, their body position should be, you know, a mm -hmm. bit different. Or, um, you know, even, you know, simple exercises like a push-up or a bench press, where to put your hands, where to put your feet and your body position for that to be correct. I think it will be really exciting for that uh, kind of going forward. And I think we can replicate that with with technology. It's uh, you you're starting to touch on on a common theme with our podcast, which is is like the futurism of everything and and the acceler the accelerating pace of of uh, the future coming into our daily lives. Um, it's interesting. I mean, five years ago, I think an app for a phone that just was organized and let you track your weightlifting, um, let you track your goals and your sets, uh, would have been novel, right? Like there wasn't something like that. You would have just been doing it in notes or in a notebook. Uh, and now to uh, be chatting with you and just the, it's so interesting watching the pace of technology and things, especially like in fitness and healthcare right now to see the uh, optimism, but also like the extreme, uh, the reasonable optimism for technologies that are coming at just a wild pace, like the ability to, to see you in 3D uh, in some capacity, whether that's visual, whether that's uh, audio signal. I mean, there's so many triggers. We're realizing we can do so much with these little devices uh, to to have that on your horizon uh, as part of your app. These these wildly creative ideas um, yeah. has got to be so exciting right now. Yeah. When I was yeah. in college, the pinnacle of this technology was a, sh a shitty piece of paper that I, I still have 
I found it recently while I was unpacking a box, and it's just like bench press, one round to five, five pounds, you know. And the next one, it's like just me recording all this stuff, even though I, what am I going to do with it? And there's certainly not time in my life right now to. I had a very long period of not recording my weights anymore and just going for yeah, that felt hard, whatever. Because I, tracking it, it, like it's it's this trail of data that I was. I'm aware is there all the time. I just don't have time to deal with it. And so the idea that apps for a while were just going, okay, well, we'll give you a better notebook to track your data in. Like we've now hit the age where the, where what technology wants to be doing, it feels like is processing that data. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the, the proliferation of wearable devices, the sophistication of, of our phones now, and just the data, like kind of the, the health data that's going to be thrown off by um, these devices for each individual. I think it's very clear within just a matter of years, maybe three to five years, you know, everyone will have access to what we call smart fitness guidance, which is uh, basically computer created uh, health plans. And it can be nutrition plans. It can be strength training, it can be cardio plans, but, uh, that's definitely where we see this going that, um, you know, our devices are going to be able to leverage, uh, personal health data and create exercise prescription or fitness prescription. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, it's really going to be fitness 2.0 uh, or fitness apps 2.0 where it's intelligent and personalized to the individual. Although we are providing personalized fitness guidance, um, we are not a replacement for a personal trainer. And I don't think that that will ever happen. Um, I think definitely a personal trainer provides aspect to, aspects to training and a human interaction that, um, that is very different. And, and that's, that's why even before, you know, the exciting, you know, future technology we talk about will happen, uh, we'd like to provide a platform for personal trainers to connect with their clients. And so pers personal trainers would be able to use our algorithm if they'd like to design workout routines for their clients and when they're together they can work out together when they're remote they can actually be connected with their clients and so we think that we can actually provide a very good platform for personal trainers to actually use to better uh, train or better work with their their clients um, or coaches and their athletes in the more near term than um, fitness technology well that's where we end up with a lot of our conversations on the podcast too which is it's it's a I think everything cruises toward a hybrid model like chess, like it adding a computer and an algorithm and a, you know, whatever machine learning model you're talking about or however it does actually function, having the extra data that that spits out the other side doesn't seem to replace human creativity. And it certainly doesn't replace human emotion, right? So there's still these components where a trainer still has a place but that place is just augmented by the fact of they can do a better job at processing some data, seeing how that works, stacking up against what they actually see in front of you for intangible things that are just like when you talk about the world of data, there's such an infinite quantity of data that relates to your health and to whatever. It's like there's still always going to be this space for. Right. But how many donuts did you eat yesterday? Like on a chemical level. It's going to affect your hydration if you ate a bunch of sugar the night before because the sugar grabs water molecules in order to process through your system, which means they're not available for sweat. Like, 
it's this the granularity on which you can track this stuff and and when it comes to things like emotions like there's just never a, a place where health and fitness applications for this stuff end up replacing humans they just end up being you know it's like cyborg applications <laughs> you know and I, I think you totally nailed it that um that basically what we'll be able to do is help them do their job better and we'll be able to They'll be able to kind of work better with their clients. So I think that's that'll be really exciting. Yeah, I, I've had an interesting experience the last six months. I've been uh, rehabbing kind of like a chronic back injury that I've gotten from. Uh, uh, it's it usually is happening during volleyball, but all of a sudden it was happening on a regular basis. Uh, and so I've been chasing that with like a chiropractor and uh, a sports medicine group and a personal trainer uh, and working with my wife. Uh, uh, through different yoga therapy aspects. And I've been, uh, I've always been like a really stubbornly frugal person. So I've never wanted to invest in someone else helping me with fitness. Um, and over the last like four or five years, I've started, in, I've invested heavily in, uh, I go to regular yoga classes. I've started, I've done spin, I've done bar class, I've done Pilates. Uh, I've had a personal trainer now for probably nine months. Um, and I feel like the more, uh, this seems so silly to say, it seems so obvious, but the more I engage with different groups of people helping me with my health and fitness, like it is just the compound uh, benefit I'm getting is is absolutely crazy. And so I think like a year ago, I would have looked at an app like yours and been like, what a great replacement uh, for something that I don't have to, I don't have to go pay a personal trainer for anymore. But now I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow, what this is really doing is it's bringing attention to the details that these people have been providing all along to people who are deep into different fitness uh, aspects of fitness and it's making it mainstream it's making uh, it's allowing uh, an app like yours allows someone who's sort of a casual gym goer to realize the benefits of looking deeper at what they're doing it makes it easier and i i'm hoping uh that this helps grow these markets you know i'm i'm hoping that more people's finances are being routed over more to health and wellness. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and to your point about making this mainstream, I think that's kind of the the, the, the keyword there um, in terms of what we're providing. And that currently 8 million Americans pay for a personal trainer. That comes at like $100 an hour. And so while we're not trying to um, go against that market, there's 58 million people who pay for a gym. And either they can't afford a personal trainer or they don't they don't want to pay for a personal trainer or they might they pay try for it personal... and it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Um, or, or they try they... it doesn't work or or they actually want a personal trainer for one to two times per week and then work out on their own for a few days a week um, on their own. And so that's where we're able to provide the expert guidance really to to to, to everyone or anyone that wants to, to mm -hmm. have this kind of guidance. And so that's where that's um, that's that's really cool. We have found that our users will work out with a personal trainer, will track their exercises, and then when they work out on their own, they'll actually just follow the recommended routine based on what they did with the personal trainer. Mm -hmm. So they really like that a lot with us. Uh, I'll also mention that you know strength training is one of the more complex forms of exercise to do compared to mm -hmm. cardio or body weight exercises, and so um, we see. Fitbod as a means to kind of demystify that that practice to make the gym easier to navigate and to make strength training easier to do and um, and as Alan mentioned our kind of 
target market and kind of the people that really fall in love with FitBod are beginner strength trainers. So these are folks that are, you know, are motivated to exercise. They typically have done cardio uh, or have done some basic, you know, body weight movements in the gym. They get into strength training. They're in it for about one to two months and they uh, search for an app to just help them navigate what is, you know, a complex form of exercise. Well, and it's a great, it's a space I've dealt with a bunch because I'm, I, I've had a thing, f- it, it's a lot easier to see strength training as just that, training for strength to supplement other things for me. But I've realized that for a lot of people, it's, you know, they just think of like that is the workout itself. And then the whole thing gets way hard to process once you're looking at it that way. Cause it's sort of like, well, I don't sweat the same way I do when I'm running. I have a different sensation. The weight loss picture ends up being different when you're talking about strength training. And, but so because of my view, I've kind of spent my whole life saying to people like Brian, if your back is bugging you, like you got to hit the gym and figure out the exercises to strengthen the things that are weak, that are causing your back to hurt. But then the gym is a super intimidating place because the people that that is their only sport are there like flexing and bumping chests and to try to introduce people to the idea that they should do strength training. Like the inertia is, is, is very real. Like I have a very specific example in my wife who was one of those situations where I was saying like, you should do some weight training. It's, she was very like, yeah, but those places are scary. And now she does, she uses the app and goes to the gym and does, you know, strength training based on, based on your algorithm. She really did not feel comfortable at a gym and, and is a very, you know, real example for me of, of FitBod helping her with the part that's like, it sucks to go into that place where the, you know, the, the, the meatheads are bumping chests and then also have to be like, oh, and I have to do this workout. And I don't really know what the form is and I don't want to screw it up and I should start light, even though all the pressure around me is to start heavy. One really, really cool thing about what our users tell us is that they used to be intimidated by the gym, but now they have all the confidence in knowing what to do when they go into the gym. And with our video and text instructions, they know how to do the movement. And so people who wanted to get into the gym were motivated to get into shape, but had this barrier of not being able to go because of the intimidation factor now have that removed. And uh, that's something that's really amazing for us, for us to hear from our users. Uh, they tell us. I still us use social- those videos occasionally. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, still, yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty experienced in this regard. And occasionally I'm like, what? Is, I'm going to double check on this. And I'm there watching this video real quick. <laughs> that, you know, yeah, that's yeah. a great resource. That's a, that's a really fun part of fitness for me. I mean, I, I, I think a general theme in my life is, is like a diversity of experience. But um, with fitness, I mean, Gosh, every single time I've ever worked out with somebody, I I pick up a new exercise, you know? I mean, I just I've worked out with with Adam probably dozens of times in my life, um and tons of my friends and I just worked out last weekend and we did an exercise that like I'd almost done that before but never quite in that way and it it blew my mind at the end of the workout. I was like this whole weekend trip was worth it just cuz I picked up this one exercise that targets something that I haven't been able to hit before. Um and so I Gosh, that having having all that information in there as well, and getting that uh, that knowledge base uh, is is it's kind of out there right now in the world, but it's not consolidated somewhere that's convenient. And your app 
the convenience of it, the the flow of it was was really spectacular. Yeah, and last it, weekend variability is great. It not only makes the gym kind of more fun and interesting, but it also promotes gains. You know, um, breaking through plateaus, not doing the same thing all the time. So so yeah, what you just articulated is a is a big value add of Fitbod for for our customers. And it, it's a common theme for everyone. I mean, people love the new movements that they get to try. And other people tell us they've been training for a long time and they hit plateaus because they do the same thing over and over again. And when we provide variation of different movements, variation of the sets, reps, and weight, and the rest time, they're actually telling their body, okay, here's something new that I have to work on and I have to actually um, get used to so I'm not actually hitting plateaus that uh, that they hit uh, after years of training. So people people love the variability that we offer. Now, I think one of the hardest things with fitness is that it gets, you know, like in our other episodes where we've touched on fitness, I've always talked about Brian's, like I've always admired how much his concept of fitness is based around activities. Like, like I like training just to train, <laughs> just like to, just Love to train. Activities. Brian likes to do <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and, and I think your average person would benefit from more like the ability to feel like that like to like i think everybody would benefit from strength training but it's really hard to present strength training in a way that doesn't feel like it's just like here's the routine i have to do it and then i can get back to the the stuff i want to actually do whether that's like pick up my children or run down the street um and i think having it not be routine is a really important part of that that you know as a trainer i always tried to provide but i've just not found in an app until you guys where i go oh shit sets of 20 today okay <laughs> this is gonna hurt but here we go it's just like but I, literally i was given three sets of 20 on something and i went oh i know i can do this it's gonna hurt and i also know i'm gonna benefit <laughs> from it in terms of i i just wouldn't push myself through that if i were the one making it up because 20 reps of anything sucks <laughs> But yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put it in front of me, it's a different challenge that, that has, you know, completely changed my dynamic when I go to the gym, whether it's an activity versus a, just a, like the drudgery of, I want to do this so my knees don't hurt and I can keep running. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and that, uh, that kind of volume that we have you, we have you do is definitely, uh, something that we specifically put in there to actually have sometimes, sometimes we'll have you do lower reps. Other times we'll have you do higher volume we'll get the, the heart rate going a little bit and actually um, change it up a little bit for, for, for your body. So that, that's really cool to, cool, cool to hear. I like, I like that story. I think I have a good, a good segue in the, uh, the focus on customization um, in situations like that, like uh, Adam's wife coming in and not knowing maybe what her workout Even in what the the gym should be are, or right? someone training for... <clears throat> right. Or or someone coming in training for swimming who maybe wants to train for swimming or in Adam's case where they already know and they kind of have some workouts or more specifically, if you want to use this example, uh, me <laughs> with a back injury. And I, I have a set of things I've been working on. Um, I have input from trainers, from doctors, etc. How does your how does one use your app uh, to customize for themselves? How does that work? Um, kind of technically and like how do how do I get in there? How does someone get in there and use it? And yeah, yeah. That, that, in terms of specifically for um, having an injury, our users have asked us about what they can do about that. And currently, um, we do not have a place for you to say, 
I have a knee injury, I would like to either stay off of my knee or I would like to receive exercises to help strengthen my knee or, or your back or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, that's something that is really interesting and we would like to get included into the app um, where we can actually either not recommend certain body parts or just say, you know, we want to get you back into, you know, to full health, to full strength. Here's a few movements that you should do before you actually get into, you know, the more, you know, heavier, difficult movements. And so we'll add that in. For the moment, the best way to do this is you can actually select the muscle groups for any given workout. And so if today um, you want to stay off a, a certain muscle group, you can just go ahead and tap into edit muscle groups and remove uh, a muscle group you wouldn't like to work out. Or you can include or exclude any specific exercises that you'd like. And so we allow you to kind of change the workout uh, any way you'd like to fit your profile for the day. Um, the recommendations will come, but uh, but that's one of the projects on the roadmap. And a, um, a couple other just concrete um, ways you can customize it. Uh, so FitBot will create a workout that uses your available equipment. Say if you just have dumbbells or a bench or, or kettlebells. Um, mm-hmm. We have certain training splits. So the default training split is just to focus on your recovered muscle groups, but you can also do upper and lower body. In the future, we'll do push and pull. Uh, we have a fitness goal. So uh, strength training, muscle tone, bodybuilding. Um, those settings will actually change the set, rep, and weight scheme to, uh, to promote those goals. And uh, as, as Alan mentioned, uh, just being able to pick a few muscle groups and, and FitBot will give you a, kind of a great workout that, that hits those groups. Um, those are a couple examples of the customization ability here. Jumping around a bit, but I want to go back to um, what Adam was talking about in terms of having a sport and using weight training as a supplement to get better at the sport. Um, and I think, you know, weight training is only one aspect of a well-rounded fitness routine. I think cardio is definitely a big aspect of it. Nutrition is a big aspect of it. And so we really want to provide the strength training portion of how you get into shape. Um, in terms of for sports, uh, we also think that different fitness goals will align with different uh, different sports um, really well. And for example, um, the strength training fitness goal that we have in the app is really uh, similar and based on a preseason uh, rugby routine that uh, that I worked on when I was in college or even preseason football back in high school if we go even further back. And so these strength training routines are basically very similar for what you would do to try to get your body in, in shape for any particular sport. And so I think that's uh, that's something that's really cool about what we do. We can offer more sports-specific training uh, in the future, which is also on the roadmap that we'll, we'd like to get to as well. From there... Let's. Do you want to talk a little bit about the actual, the kind of the tech piece? The you, you were talking about. Like, yeah. This is the part that I've sort of been. <laughs> I, want, I want to hear about yeah, the right? data. We basically, for the individual, um, we don't store any personal information. So you log in. We have your username and password or your Facebook uh, authentication, and um, and it's all encrypted. So uh, so it's it's very safe, and that's all we have for the individual. Um, from that point on, the, you can enter in your Apple Health data, or you can actually man- manually enter in your height, your weight, your age. So yeah, so uh, as far as the workouts, we store all of your all of your workout data uh, in terms of what exercise you did, the sets, the reps, the weight, 
the the rest time that you did. We store your gym profile. Um, any exercises that you manually added or removed, we actually understand that, and we apply uh, re reinforcement learning into that for the future. So we kind of understand what your you know personal preferences are of how you're actually adjusting this workout. Um, if you increase the recommended weight or decrease the recommended weight, we take that into account to understand your capability for future uh, future recommendations as well. And um, and of course, everything that you customize in Elite is also stored. So we understand what your fitness goal is. We understand how long you're working out or you know what exercises that, uh, that you have included or excluded. Um, so all of this goes into our database um, and, and also how many days a week that you work out. Uh, this goes into our database. Um, as for the algorithm itself, it'll take your individual history. Um, like I said, your workouts, your past actions, and it'll actually calculate what you should do next for that. Uh, as, as a whole, in terms of taking all of the data in the database, that's where things can get really exciting. We can actually do you know, big data analysis on all of these, all this information that we store in our database. Um, we have the data to be able to understand um, different cohorts of people, uh, whether it be you know, age range or competitive level or you know, you know, height and weight or anything we can say, okay, this is the profile of an individual. Here's you know, millions of data points to show what works for this profile. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think that'll be really, really exciting for us to get into into the future. But then I think it's also worth talking about that there's just so much science that we've already put into th athletic performance and fitness and health and whatever. Like, I think what fires me up about the, the fact that you're even talking about using that data in a context is like y y you, the app that you guys have created puts all of that information that because I was so close to greatness as an athlete, I know exists. Like I've gotten to go to the Olympic training center. I've gotten to do weird blood tests where they track lactic acid versus uh, like cardio output and things like that. Like I know that there's data I'm leaving on the table that I could use both historical data, my data, data about how other people have behaved in their lives that's that's that I just don't really have access to because I just don't have the time to go to the library or read things or you know I feel like it's sort of back to what I was saying before right but like the excitement for me on the on the tech side on the machine learning side the algorithm side is that it's really like you guys are creating a place where I can actually have a tap to get into that stuff in a, in a functional way to you know to apply my data set against it and have something on the other side that I can look at and go, well, that seems like what I should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that'll be the, the really exciting part of it is you can find a profile similar to, um, to people like you and you can understand the tendencies of what they did and we can actually compare what worked and what didn't work. Right now we offer you the optimal workout based on your, your own history and our personal trainers and exercise science. But in the future, we'll be able to compare you to uh, a profile and say, okay, this is what worked, this is what didn't work, and it's backed by it's backed by data, which is uh, which is really amazing, and I think it's really never been done before. Yeah, you're in an interesting space here too, because I think this a lot, so much of this fitness data is difficult to capture, and then also there isn't necessarily like a uh, uh, people don't have a workflow already where they are capturing it, and uh, strength training kind of comes 
it's part of strength, the strength training workflow is tracking this data. So putting, capturing that digitally here, uh, I think is a great place to start. Um, I'm curious how you guys see, uh, FitBod and strength training, uh, digitizing strength training in this sense. Where do you see that fitting in with the the bigger, uh, trend with health and fitness and tracking stuff and say all the tracking devices people are wearing? How does this fit in with like sleep tracking data? You mentioned that you can, uh, hook your app in with, uh, Apple health, um, or health kit, or I forget the specific term for their, their, their app that then kind of aggregates all of this information and how all these apps are exchanging information. What's the bigger ecosystem look like here? Like what's the grand vision for where FitBod fits in with everything? Well, I think people are getting much more aware of their, um, not only physical, but physical, mental diet habits and understanding, Mm -hmm. um, how they track it and, and, and getting a picture of, of what they did. And I think we easily fit in along with it and not only fit in, we're an important component of it to the point where our users are coming to us and saying, um, I track my sleep, I track my nutrition, or I track my, you know, cardio, my runs, my bike rides. Can we get this all together in one place? Can I impact my body recovery state based on how it's mm-hmm. or based I on- I definitely the sent that email already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, Please it's, it's take my data. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's definitely a, a great point for us. And we will, um, and we're already starting to integrate with different APIs from third parties to actually- pull that data in and at the same time we can push our data to them and i think it's natural um that people you know from you know let's say cardio apps want to have a strength training component the same way people in like our user base are asking for a cardio component so i think it'll definitely fit in very well with the current ecosystem i think strength training as a whole is is growing people are much more aware that it's very important for for health to do strength training as well as other um, other types of exercise, and I think understanding um, your your body's data is also something that people are very very interested in. So I think yeah, it's a really great space to be in. And uh, I'll follow on with that by kind of saying that there is today a gap between recording health information and changing behavior. And one analogy that uh, Alan and I have talked about is that consumer fitness technology today is like Google Maps without the direction feature. So (laughs) everybody can have this kind of nice map of their sleep behavior, of their uh, nutrition, of their fitness behavior, but without that critical uh, feature, which is, again, the directions of how to get to the point you're trying to get to, it's hard to motivate behavioral change. And FitBod right now today provides a strength training kind of direction to get you to some point. And and that's where we see kind of the future heading. That's a great analogy. Uh, it shows a lot of this, everyone's tracking stuff now. I mean, a lot of people are tracking their steps, I think on their iPhone and not even knowing it because I think it just comes by default now. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're tracking and you can see where you've been, but how do you know where to go? Exactly. Um, I've, I've had that exact experience. I, I went through a period, maybe a year ago, I got a bunch of different uh, body tracking sensors for different things, uh, the different watches and, and whatnot. And 
it was really interesting for a couple of weeks. I could see, okay, I got a good relative perspective of, hey, this is what my heart rate looks like when I'm playing volleyball versus going for a run versus doing yoga. And it very interesting, uh, but very quickly uninteresting because there was nothing to do with it. <laughs> so uh, seeing this stuff come together and then uh, hearing from you guys an app that's that's really... I think that the difference here is it needed the intelligence layer of the software on top of this, right? Um, which is is a relatively newly accessible um, to smaller businesses. And I think part of why I'm so stoked about it is because I I was wholesale on board with quantifying everything I possibly could, <laughs> like from the second it started. And I've just been saving it because I'm like, well, it'll be useful <laughs> later, <laughs> right? And so we can bring you back to life. Finally, popping up that are you know maybe make it useful. Uh, anyway, I feel like that's a good place to. To get out of here, I you know I love what you guys are doing. The apps, the app is awesome, and thanks for, thanks for coming by to talk to us about all this. All this yeah, madness. yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. Thank you, thank you for having us. This uh, this is great. But uh, thanks to our listeners for hanging out for this one as well. Um, definitely go check out Fitbod, and also check out Patreon, where you can throw us as little as a dollar to help support this whole thing. We've just added. Uh, a slack layer now so if you give us as little as a buck there you get access to our slack community where everyone who's ever been a guest and a lot of our friends who helped this thing exist as well as all the other backers get to hang out and kind of watch our production process yeah that's gotten fun in there sharing articles and chatting about stuff and checking out episodes while we're working on them and helping us figure stuff out so mostly arguing about the application of blockchain to various uh and a fair amount of political information <laughs> that we, we try to stay away from. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks again to everybody for hanging out. Thanks to you guys for coming out to talk about this stuff. Yeah, this has been great, guys. Really appreciate uh, your time. This is Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. Sounds yes. good. Thank you. I'm Alan. And I'm Jesse. Sweet. All right. Stay healthy, everybody. most interesting conversations are had at kind of the intersection of philosophy and science might as well just uh cue it up and and cruise with it